Welcome to the Nearly Coherent Podcast. I'm Ed, and joining me this evening is my buddy Jeff. Jeff, how you doing? Uh, what? I'm a little off guard. There's no fanfare. I'm usually welcomed into this podcast like Prince Ali having his first parade with the genie at the helm. And tonight I just, uh, I mean, listen, glad that I'm your buddy. But I don't usually prepare to talk for like 15 seconds or so into the podcast. I'm still a little bitter about the incident last week where you turned me into a jealous bitch. Fair. I need time to heal. I need time to process my emotions. I'm sure by the time next week comes around, I'll be ready to talk about your luscious beard or your just incredible way that you've cut your hair. There'll be so many different things I could talk about. But I'm not doing it this week. You don't deserve it yet. Yeah, no. Listen, two weeks for a broken heart to heal. I think it's reasonable. Anyway, glad you didn't just not tell anybody I was here. That's a step in the right direction. I'll take it. Yeah. I'm not going to treat you as badly as I treat Dave. God. I would certainly hope not. I don't think I've done anything to deserve that. Who has, really? A lot of people, but most of them are real monsters. Dave's just bad at life. I feel like short of burning your parents' house down, I don't think I could do something to get on Dave's level. No. Here's the thing that Dave did over the weekend. So you know that he and Lisa, his fiance, whom we adore, have their combined cooking Instagram account? Yes. Okay. As a matter of fact, I can find it if I go to my blocked list. It's right there. <laughs> so they were cooking over the weekend, and they made a roast beef. Looked great. And then they said, not pictured, rosemary roasted potatoes. Why wouldn't they picture her roasting those potatoes? That's what I'm saying. My comment to that was, indeed, I'm very disappointed in you. I expect to see pictures of roasted potatoes when I'm promised roasted potatoes. You're better than this. And Dave, this is the level of disappointment I'm used to. You're consistent. Don't worry about it. Yeah. Dave, way to stay on brand as being a complete and utter letdown. Dave letting people down, not just for sex anymore. He's in another state and he's still a fucking disappointment. But I really don't understand. Why not show the potatoes? They sent me DMs of them later and they did look delicious. I don't know what the hell the problem was. It's one extra photo. Yeah, it was actually two. They looked great. So let that be a lesson to you, Dave. Make sure your potatoes are on point and stop being the biggest disappointment in New Jersey. Do you know how hard you have to work for that? Which is astounding, by the way. Astounding and not inaccurate. Right. So how are you, Jeff? What's going on with you? What's life like? My bar for what I would consider news is at an all-time low. Although, I guess that's it's not really a fair description to something that I wanted to ask you about. Because I love this movie franchise, and I think that this is very cool. So I think even in like a fully functioning world, I would still consider this news. But it's absolutely the 
apex, right below whether or not Kim Jong-un is actually dead or not, because this is blowing my mind, and we'll get to that. Maybe we'll get to that in a second. We'll definitely get to that in a second. But almost as big as whether or not the world's evilest dictator is actually dead. You know, the first Guardians of the Galaxy had numerous Easter eggs in it and probably heard more about the Guardians Easter eggs than I did about them in any other Marvel movie. I've heard more about Guardians Easter eggs than I heard about Justice League. The movie, the entire thing. The entire film. You're right. So there's one Easter egg in Guardians of the Galaxy that is yet to have been found. Keep in mind, do you happen to remember what year Guardians came out? God, wasn't it like 2013, 2014? Yeah, it was 2014. This is 2020 now. Six years later... And people still haven't nailed that last Easter egg. Wait, just as a point of order, it's still 2020? Yes. Good God. I was doing that to remind myself because I'm at the point where I don't know what day of the week it is, what time of day it is. It's brutal. Are we at least like out of March yet? Uh, Yeah, we're, we're actually, I think, wrapping up April. Oh, thank God. Unless they extend April a few weeks, who knows what's going on. Who knows? Yeah, probably will. But so there's an Easter egg yet undiscovered. I think finally this week, we've gotten closer to the discovery of this Easter egg than we ever have before. Tell me more. And this is the thing. It hasn't yet been confirmed, but there's a YouTube video. Apparently, the final Easter egg has something to do with the Morag Temple, which is where Peter first finds the Power Stone. And there's panels on the wall depicting death, Entropy, Eternity, and Infinity, I believe, are the four beings, depicts them creating the Infinity Stones at the beginning of time. And it goes on to expound how this ties into Meredith Quill, which is Peter's mother. It goes in to say that she's like an avatar of one of these beings, and I believe they think that it's Eternity. To me, I don't know if that's true. That's just such a deep, crazy thought out tie-in to bring this in just for an in the easter egg and what i also think is cool is if it is eternity eternity is an easter egg in ant-man right mm-hmm. but anyway tim gunn uh tim gunn <laughs> tim gunn is the voice of bailiwick on sophia the first and host of what is it project runway I know him more as Bailiwick the butler on Sophia the First, but not Tim Gunn, James Gunn. He was doing like a Q&A and a viewing party for the first movie. And this came out and it was tweeted and he told him amazing work. So I don't know if that's confirmation or if only part of it's true, but man, six years on for an Easter egg to still be alive to me is pretty cool. That is cool. I will tell you this much. I will watch this video at some point in the next week. And I will give a 30-second recap if I think it's bullshit or not. Okay. I'll tell you that much. I'm voting you think it's bullshit. Because I can tell in the sound of your voice, you're very skeptical already. It doesn't make sense the way you're describing it to me. So, all right, here's this is what I ask of you. So, keep in mind that Gunn said amazing work. So, while the entire theory might not be true, there might be a piece of it that is... If you disagree with the entire theory, can you tell me what you think is the Easter egg he's referring to? Sure. 
There we go. Or I will tell you that I believe what he's referring to is the mental backflips that this person is doing to try to justify their theory that doesn't make sense to me. But again, I will go at it with an open mind because that's what I do. All right. There we go. That works for me. So what about you, man? How are you doing? What's new? You know, living my best possible iPad Pro life now. Got the magic keyboard. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Yeah, yeah, I can hold on. I'm going to ask you to repeat what you said, that exact phrase, living my best iPad life now. Wow. Is that an off-the-cuff remark, or do you truly believe that? Because that's a big... It's not just the keyboard. I will say that. Okay. I have another little thing that came today that is changing a whole bunch of my brain. So you love the iPad Pro. I do. And what you're saying is that at this point in time, with whatever you're about to tell me, has taken you to the summit of iPad happiness so far of all time? Yes, I have a raging nerd boner for my current iPad setup. Well, I guess with no further ado. (laughs) Now, I will say that there are a couple of things I would like to have eventually. Okay. That I just don't know that I'd really, I can't justify in my head yet, but I'll get there. I'll figure out a way. All right. I'm going to start with the thing that came today, and then we'll get into the Magic Keyboard. Today, so I, I do a lot of reading on a site called Mac Stories, which basically the person who runs that site has for, since like the iPad Mini 2, I think, has used the iPad as his primary computer. He does crap on it that makes my head explode. So he's kind of like, as far as I'm concerned, the iPad guru. He is iPad personified. Okay. And he was talking a while back about um, something called the Moshi iVisor. It's a screen protector for the iPad Pro. It's matte. So when you're sitting in the sun, you can actually still see your screen. That's cool. You can take it off and put it back on. It's a adjustable thing. You can wash it off. Crap gets on it and slap it back onto the iPad. No problem there. That's pretty awesome. Yeah, that's awesome. I love it. It's expensive. It's like 35 bucks. But just for being able to A, protect the screen and B, let me see what the hell I'm looking at in the sunlight without having to crank the brightness up to 9 million and then watch my battery life decrease rapidly. That's great. Yeah. But as you probably know, I'm a huge fan of taking notes on my iPad. I always have my Apple Pencil with me. Yes. I like scribbling down on the screen. What I hate about that is I hate the lack of friction between the Apple Pencil and the screen. I have often wished that they would just add some form of texture to the nib of the Apple Pencil. Okay. No more. This is as close as I can think of getting to having my iPad as I'm writing on it feel like a pad of paper. It's bananas. Really? I love it. There is like a tactile aspect of it. Mm-hmm. So when you write regularly, do you enjoy writing with an actual pencil on paper? I mean the feel of it. Yes, absolutely. I like the way pencil on paper feels better than pen. I mean, I, don't get me wrong. I love a good pen too, but pencil is awesome. I do love a good gel pen. Okay. See, lefties, gel pen, no bueno. No, that ain't going to work for you. No, get that gel pen out of my face. Why does somebody have a gel pen in your face? That sounds horrible. You send them to me. Somebody puts a gel pen in your face. I'll tell them what's up. I'm going to let you know next time. It happens more often than you think. You're going to have a lot of visitors. <laughs> so it's the Moshi eye visor. Yep. Visor screen protector. It is the best thing that I have put on my iPad. I've been writing on it all night. It's been great. I love it. All right. So obviously it's not one of the like glass ones. Like I can't put a screwdriver on it and hit it, right? No. Okay. No. 
No, good to know. So, but I'm assuming it's like, uh, what do they call it? Uh, oleophobic? No, I think it's fine with oleos. You think it's okay with them? Okay, well, that's yeah. good. The oleo community will be happy. But uh, is that what's the term for when it doesn't absorb, like it reduces fingerprints? I'm being fancy. Let me get back to my roots. It don't like Earl, right? That's better. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, it does have that no Earl effect. Tell me about the removable part for a second. It basically, just the edges have some form of adhesive on them. The actual screen part itself does not, so you just take that off. I don't know what the adhesive is made of. I had to take it off a couple times because I am a psychopath who needs things to be in a very precise way. Yeah. And if it's just like slightly shifted, I'm like, "Mm -mm, nope, we're doing this for the 15th time. Didn't have any problems. And when it's on, I mean, even though it's not a full like contact adhesive, it stays on well. Like it doesn't shift onto you as you're using the pencil or, or tapping away. Nope, not at all. Wow. That's impressive. It's awesome. And you said for yours, it was what, 35? 35, yeah. I really spend the time talking about this because I know your wife has an iPad Pro. She does, that she uses for work. She's probably the only person that I know of that would use the pencil more than me. Yeah, she uses it a lot for her job, marking up drawings and stuff. She uses it as much as, if not more than the actual keyboard. So she's using it constantly. And I know you mentioned that it was a little on the expensive side, 35 bucks, 30 bucks, probably for the, is the smaller one, a few dollars less. Yeah, I think it's like 30 bucks. But the truth is, I guess we're spoiled now with Amazon and you can get seven of those nine H diamond hardness screen protectors for 18 bucks. And some of them are not too bad to put on. But do you remember like when you had to get your screen protector at a big box electronics store, God, it was $35 for one of those Zag shields that always had a bubble and fell off, you know, six months into having the goddamn thing. Yeah. And you couldn't wash it. You couldn't clean it. No. God help you. The best you could do is using like a screen cleaner on it, which some work significantly better than others. Or the power of prayer. That's really the only two options you had. That's how I clean my phone. Power of prayer. Mm. (laughs) Yeah. Any other comments or things that I should know to let my wife know about this screen protector? No, just tell her I said she needs one and that I'm not often wrong, especially when it comes to iPad stuff. Okay. If you want to ask me about relationships or cars, no, I'm useless. But you want to know about Apple things? That's where I shine. Yes. No, you are by far my go-to for those. So the ridiculously expensive Magic Keyboard. First of all, if you don't spend a lot of your time writing on your iPad, don't buy it. You're not going to get anything out of it. Just get yourself a nice (laughs) mouse. There you go. And use a smart keyboard folio if you have to. Use a Bluetooth keyboard. Use a USB keyboard that you've plugged in with an adapter. Don't spend $350 on this thing. Don't be an idiot. For me, it's awesome. I do spend all of my time writing on my iPad. The biggest problem I have with it, and I, mind you, the key travel is great. It's much better than the MacBook Pro that I have, the 2017 15-inch or the 2019 13-inch, both of which have the butterfly keyboards, which suck. The trackpad, it's a little small, but it works really well because Apple's the only people that can actually figure out how a trackpad should work for some reason. I don't know. Maybe they've got a pact with Satan. Shrug. Maybe. But what I've noticed is, so you remember when they announced it, I completely misunderstood the announcement when they said it had 130 degrees of tilt. Yeah, they meant that it went from 90 degrees to 130 degrees, not like all over the place, which was kind of a bummer to me. Oh, okay. I wish it went back a little bit more. I know it can't because of, you know, how it balances, but still would have liked it. It does work great on your lap. It is basically just like using an iOS laptop. The 
biggest problem I have is that the way that the screen sits is the end of it comes at like right above where the number keys are, which if you're a normal human being is probably fine. But I've learned over the weekend that I type like a weirdo. Really? Apparently. And I never realized this. Now, I type very quickly. I think the last time I took a test, I got like 90 words a minute. And that was me not really trying. And as I'm typing on the Magic Keyboard, my pinky keeps on like jamming into the bottom of the screen. Now, when you type, you use all your fingers, don't you? Yeah, I do. Apparently, I don't. What do you do? Are you like British tea sipping typer? Yes. With my right hand, I am using primarily my index and middle finger, and I'm just fluttering them around the right side of the keyboard. Really? On the left side of the keyboard, I'm using the index, middle, and ring finger, and the pinky for shift. Thumbs are obviously spacebar. But on my right hand, I'm apparently just playing the trumpet the entire time using those three fingers and just whacking my pinky into the damn screen. It's really annoying. Do you think that's from playing the trumpet? That's a very weird thing. That has to be, right? It has to be. I didn't learn how to type the real way. Like, I didn't learn how to do math the real way. I have adapted a lot of dumb shortcuts that everyone's like, you're a weirdo. I'm like, yeah, I know. That's how I introduced myself. Hi, I'm Ed Thomas. I'm a weirdo, but the fun kind, not the kind that you need to get a restraining order against. Right. I don't call people skin their leathers. Oh. That's the type of weirdo you want to stay away from. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Th so that's that was my biggest revelation. I mean, the keyboard's great. The trackpad's great. My typing skills, apparently not normal. Which is crazy because with a words per minute like that, if you were working in like one of those 60s advertising firms, you'd be getting your hiney slapped by the boss quite often. Good work. Well done on that memo. Yeah, Don Draper would love exactly. me. Exactly. They'd call you Red Bottom Thomas. <laughs> getting your butt slapped. Anyway, so let me ask something about this keyboard. Yeah. All the other smart keyboards or, you know, magic keyboards, whatever they're called in the past, they are integrated into the case. Mm -hmm. You know, it's a smart cover with a key. Is this the same thing? Yes, the whole it's one piece. You can't take the keyboard out. You can take the iPad out very easily. You just it's a strong magnet where it's not sliding or falling down, but not so strong that you can't just take the iPad out with one hand. Okay. So I kind of wish that they'd bring back the smart cover so that this way, if I wanted to walk around with just the iPad, all right, at least I have a thing on the back of it. I don't have that with the Magic Keyboard. That's a bummer. Because the Magic Keyboard is not a case in itself. You can't fold it all up around your iPad and take it with you. Yes, you can. Oh, you can. Just like the Smart Keyboard Folio, it does close like a laptop. And it's wrapped around the front and the back. This can stay on your iPad all the time, should you choose to do so. Yeah, unless if you want to look at something in portrait mode, then it is not ideal. Yeah, but really neither is the smart keyboard, the original one, like the folio. No, that's way more adaptable because you could flap that keyboard all the way around to the back of it. Yes, but I'm just saying, like, you can't use the keyboard in portrait mode, is what I mean. No, but you can't fold this back further than what it is here. Oh, so the way you have it opened is as wide as it goes. This is as wide as it goes, yeah. Gotcha. Well, I guess in that case, it is nice that you can just pop the iPad right out of it and use it on its own. That's actually pretty cool. You know, because most of the other ones, they insert, you know, the iPad goes into... Into a case, yeah. Some sort of border that holds it in place. You know, some sort of bezel that goes around it. That's nice that it pops out that easily. All right, so worth the money, yes or no? If you do a lot of typing like I do, yes. 
Okay. If you are more of a casual iPad user, if you're using it more for drawing, probably not. Okay. Wouldn't be the way I would go. But if you want an excellent typing thing for your iPad, spend them dollars. This is your girl. Yeah. All right. That's fair. It's a bold statement for a lofty price, but shouldn't really be surprised that you like it. So now we've got a touchpad that you can use. You've yep. got a keyboard that has a better typing feel than either of your actual MacBooks. Correct. And any of your previous iPad keyboards? Yes. Okay. Well, yes and no. Okay. Oh, oh, oh. It is better than the smart keyboard folio. That's not a question. It's better than any keyboard I've used with the current generation iPad Pro. It is pretty similar to the Logitech case that I had for the 2015 iPad Pro, the same one that I think you have. I do. I think we ended up getting the same thing. Yeah. These keys feel a little bit more sturdy, but it's very similar in style to that keyboard. Okay. The one thing I don't like is you have to keep disconnecting and reconnecting that keyboard. That is a problem with the original smart connector. That's not really an issue with the current generation. Okay. God damn. hate my iPad. All right. So anyway, we'll put in the con list that you type like a weirdo, and this has forced you to come to grips with that. So now you did say that there were a couple of things that you were asking for that just might be unrealistic or you're not there yet i'm not there yet like you can connect an external monitor to your ipad pro monitor that i have wouldn't work with that it has to be a USB-C connection mine is a thunderbolt 3 connection so it wouldn't work but i also don't know what i would do with a, an external screen got it all right so you so yeah I, where were we you're in your house and i'm in mine because we're in quarantines that's where we are this is true Thank God for Squadcast, which, by the way, I love and highly recommend and hope that they yeah. sponsor us. You know, that's neither here nor there. Squadcast, you let us know. I can do a great jingle, buddy. Let me know. Taglines for days between the two of us. We have a talent. I wanted to tell you, when I start researching something, and you've been along this journey with me multiple times when we start looking at stuff, and it's funny, I don't know if I didn't properly research the iPad, but it was definitely a rush, and if I had waited a few more months, I could have gotten something significantly better, so that annoys me. I consider that on me. I still feel bad about that for you. I had figured out how to do all of my job on that version of the iPad Pro, and I have the benefit of not having children and like a mortgage. So I could just go, oh, hey, this thing's slightly better. Here's my money. Let's upgrade. Yeah, somebody take this old one off my hands. So I like to research. Now, I'm not a keeping up with the Joneses type of person. If I buy something, I do it because I like it. I don't really give a shit what other people have. But nice things also make me happy. When I go to look for something, it's not so much the brand. There are certain things that I want and I'm very particular about. So I look and research for days. Yeah. And it's like, what do they call it? Analysis paralysis. Oh, yeah. I am big on that when it comes to buying something. Same. We were talking about like quarantine purchases and there's been two things that I've been looking at that I just can't pull the trigger necessarily. And the first one, I want to get a pellet grill, a smoker. Mm -hmm. I don't know what it is, but somehow when I enter that YouTube Google wormhole that you get when you can't fall asleep, I always end up at fucking barbecuing. I don't know why. Well, I do know why. And if you see me, you know why too. But I always end up watching videos of barbecue. It's like 3.45 in the morning and I'm watching some schmuck 
barbecue a turkey, how to smoke a turkey on a, a charcoal grill versus a pellet grill. That's the type of thing that I end up looking at. It's really weird, but I've decided that I want to do that. And I just can't find the one that I want. I want to spend a certain amount of money, but I want certain features. Then I see one and it's like, oh, wait a second. This one is a little bit expensive, but it's got this propane burner on the side that I could grill hamburgers with and sear steaks. And I'm all over the place. So while I am in the throes of researching that, my wife talks about wanting to be able to go on bike rides. You know, we have an unprecedented amount of time together that really we haven't had since we were in high school. It's crazy to think in a month from now, my wife and I have been dating 20 years. Good God. We are thankfully both working, but even at that, you're still together a lot during the day. We're all in the same house. I'm not keeping up with the Kardashians as far as it comes to my house. It's about the size of their fucking garage. So we're talking and she's saying how she wants to be able to go out on bike rides and stuff. And obviously the little demon makes that difficult because on top of all of the other things she does, she can't ride a goddamn two-wheeler yet. I mean, she's two years old. I don't know what she's waiting for. What a piece of shit exactly so we need something they have those seats that you like attach to the back of the bike which i get nervous if we're riding with the other two kids and we got to hop off to help one of them don't want to hop off and forget that the baby is on there and like slam her to the ground with the bicycle that's if she's on my wife's bike i don't want her riding around town having to stare at my ass crack sitting on the back of my bike the whole time that's not fun for anybody so we decided that we're gonna go with one of those trailers you see those trailers they attach to like the back wheel and it's yeah people use them for their dogs a lot which is pretty cool because now that i think of it like my there's no way my dog could keep up with like my son on his bike your dog's got the baby legs exactly unless you have like a greyhound they're not keeping up with you on a bike for any sort of distance. But yeah, they make them for children as well. And I have, dude, I have been researching this to death. So she wanted to go riding this weekend. My analysis paralysis has been so bad that it's now five days later and I have nothing. I placed an order with Target, ordered it for pickup from there on Saturday so we could go for a bike ride on Saturday and never went to pick it up. It bothered me. It wasn't the right weight limit. It got reviews because it doesn't have a sling for a seat. You just sit on the floor of the trailer. All sorts of stuff, dude. So I am still at the point where I don't have a goddamn trailer for this bike. And we've had two out of the last three days have been good days to go out and ride. And my wife is furious with me. Just go buy her one of these screen protectors and be like, yeah, why don't you just draw instead of wanting to get outside? Boom. Problems solved. While she'll like the screen protector, that won't solve my problem. She'll see right through it. Well, I did say earlier that coming to me for relationship help was a bad idea. So this is still me being on brand. Hey, good effort. Thank though. you. Keep your head up. Thank you. But yeah, I just, dude, I can't believe it. I don't know why I am like this, but like I have so many boxes that I wanted to check. Yeah, I'm 100% with you. Unless if it's something that I know inside and out, like a magic keyboard. Yeah. Yeah, I'm the exact same way. I absolutely have the same problem. Are a lot of people like that? Like, do you know a lot of people like that? I don't know many people who aren't like that, but I also have a neurotic group that surrounds me. So okay, kind of to be expected. Put it this way. I researched things so badly that at my previous job, I went with two of my female co-workers that got pregnant two separate occasions they were pregnant they were going to do their registry for their baby shower and asked me to go with them because of how much i knew about baby gear 
It's the same reason I get invited every time somebody needs to buy any electronic. Oh, yeah. Forget it. It's not that I actually, like, know anything. I haven't worked in an electronic store for seven years. Oh, no, no, no. Nine years since I left. Dang. And I still know the answers. Yeah. It's like the scene in Parks and Recreation where Ron goes into Lowe's and somebody's like, can I help you? And you're like, I know more than you. I know more than you do. <laughs> I have that problem every time I walk into a Best Buy. Oh, it's crazy. Somebody comes up to me like, oh, do you need help with this modem? No, I assure you I do not. So when I was at Best Buy, I had inventory and merchandising. My team put away trucks. We did research on where product is, if things were missing, all that stuff. I go back in there now and I'm like, hey, your website says that you have five of these. You didn't lose five of them this is something that's normally locked up did you check here did you check that and they're like who the fuck is this guy <laughs> i'm like do you have a truck coming in tonight did you already receive it because it might be on the truck in a bin that you just didn't put and they're like could you leave i'm like no i drove all the way here i need this whatever nonsense it happens to be i need it now i need this copy of marmaduke on dvd real bad so you're gonna find this thing here's my favorite one i actually have a camcorder because when my kids play sports and they're far away, the camcorder's optical zoom is significantly better than anything you're going to get on a camera. I wanted a handle because my hand shakes real bad when I hold a camera the regular way. I was at a Best Buy for an hour and 20 minutes making the guy like check other places. And I felt like such a dick, but I really needed this thing. <laughs> Did they eventually find it? Oh, yeah. Then that's on them, not on you. You're fine. They were just in the wrong spot. Of course they were. Yeah. So you're welcome, Best Buy. I just saved you all that money for when you counted them and wrote them off as being stolen. And that took a lot out of me. Like going through that in my head, I can't even imagine, like if I were to listen back to this podcast, why does anybody love you? You're the worst. Because <laughs> I heard it. As it was coming out, I'm like, oh my God, you're a dickhead. <laughs> So I guess we'll see. I'll text you as I'm editing it. If I still love you or if I start feeling like you're a dickhead, I'll let you know. Yeah, please do. Any of the real dickheady parts, maybe edit them out. Let me know. I make no promises. Maybe edit this whole thing out because good God. I'll see what I can do. I'll, I'll talk to you next week. I love you. Love you too, buddy. See ya. See ya.